What's going on, everybody? My name is Ian Martini, and you are listening to Don't Cough on the Sushi. Woo! Alongside me today, uh, Ben Kuntz. And What's going on, guys? We're just watching. Yeah, what is going on, guys? <laughs> and if you were just watching uh, our live stream that we had on Facebook Live, you see all that. Ben was transformed into Ziggy Stardust. Yes, I am no longer a mortal man. And that beautiful other voice that you're hearing, uh, Shannon. Hello, hello. McLearnan is still with us. I pronounced that right, right? Uh, close. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, all right. Well, wrap it up, guys. Let's go home. Well, I guess that's all we got for today. So uh, no. <laughs> Peace. Um, but no, we were talking about... Uh, Again, just just David Bowie in general, not yeah. the Ziggy Stardust store. So, uh, Ben, I'm going to let you take it away <laughs> again. Cause, uh, What's that, calling the nerd out in the room? Yes, please, um, go. No, no. Well, I came up with the idea just because like, it's an iconic look, and I thought it'd be fun. And, you know, I got to wear David Bowie makeup. So, I'm, I'm actually David Bowie. I'm Ziggy Stardust right now. Yeah, and the uh, pictures you can obviously see on our uh, Facebook page and our non-existent Instagram that <laughs> maybe will be existing. <laughs> that will appear in the future, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but <clears throat> to uh, continue on with that, so the whole process of putting the makeup on was <laughs> actually very entertaining to watch. Yeah, to, oh, was it? I, I thought it was. I I don't. I mean, we had a whole two live viewers watching, and hopefully more to come. <laughs> but uh, well, it it surprised me because you hear all those stories about like you know Jim Carrey when he had the Grinch makeup put on was like under like the brush for like six hours, and he had training from like the CIA on like how to with you know withstand torture because it was such a crazy <laughs> process and like i kind of get it like not you, you know yeah. like oh well, i mean i mean with airbrushing though that's a whole like that's different layers so so what is like airbrushing that. is that literally like you're oh, airbrushing yeah. you the literally paint on have the makeup going through an air compressor and it's being sprayed onto your face oh man and so imagine the same layers. amount of power that goes into a nail gun is getting blasted <laughs> onto your face no i'm pretty sure it's not the same ps like god i hope it's not the same well, PS. <laughs> that is how they paint cars so like yeah, your face it's is just basically like a little baby like you know little baby air <laughs> a <compressor>. little baby <laughs> <one>. <laughs> just a little, a little oh, tiny one <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh we have fun we have yeah fun. we did but no but the, the makeup looks great i mean sitting across the table from you it's very hard to t- yeah, take you seriously. I can. That's the best part of it. Is like I'm fine. I can function normally, but you guys have to just like deal. Yeah, with I have this. to deal. Well, the best part is he's wearing a headset that has a microphone on the side of it, so he looks like he's directing space fucking air traffic as Ziggy Stardust over here. Hey, man, being a rock star doesn't always pay the bills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So from your home planet, you can now direct air traffic control. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's where David Bowie is now. Wherever Ziggy Stardust came from. So, oh. so my theory is that his home planet, David Bowie. <laughs> didn't actually make decent music, but when right. he came to Earth, everybody thought he was amazing. And then the people <laughs> back on his home planet are like, how, 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 how did that happen? It's like E.T. They left him here on purpose. It's kind of like when David Hasselhoff went to Germany. Like, they're like, how? how? <laughs> why Why is he so popular? I, I don't know if that's the connection I would have drawn, but all right, yeah, let's let's go with that. <clears throat> yeah, okay, let's go with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Got nothing else for it. Um, so anyway, uh, since we have Shannon here, we're also going to talk to you a little bit about yourself because you have quite a few you dabble in quite a few things just just asking you what you were doing before this you're like oh i do a little bit of this a little bit of that like i like took two trains today (laughs) yeah you took two trains yes shannon came a long way to get to us today all the way from the philadelphia airport to here in an hour (laughs) yeah that's impressive anyway you slice it yeah without taking a car like that's that is very impressive i mean i normally you live in philadelphia you get pretty used to like just uh figuring it out suppose 
Yeah, it makes sense. When I lived in Manhattan, I think I kind of got used to it, too. It's just a pain. Well, I didn't live in Manhattan. I lived outside of Manhattan. That's well, right. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so you work for Terror Behind the Walls, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there's only certain things that you can talk about with this. So, oh. <laughs> um, But can you just tell us a little bit about what exactly you were doing? And um, So Terror Behind the Walls is actually, it's a haunted house at Eastern State Penitentiary, the mm-hmm. historic site. Um, Ooh, it happens, like, obviously, like, every Halloween. We run for about, I think, uh, like, two or three, <coughs> uh, like, the whole process um, runs for about, like, three months or so when we do our training and everything. And um, I'm one of the attraction managers for mm-hmm. the haunt. Um, I run an area known as Trident um, within, like, our own infrastructure. It's not, like, one of the advertised attractions because it's kind of, like, the different it's kind of like one of the different um, connections, the connections between the advertised attractions, mm-hmm. like that's all Trident. Like it's three hallways, that's why it's called Trident. Okay, um, three, try. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> math and language. Um, so how did you kind of like come into working there and like how long have you been there and you know, like what kind of, yeah, like tell us tell us well, how you kind of fell so into it. So that's that's a super funny funny story um, because my boyfriend at the time actually tricked me into auditioning he, for he it. Tricked how, you how, does, how does one <laughs> trick you into because auditioning for something so, like this? So so Surprise. so I actually have for much of my life hated haunted houses. Did not mm. want to go into any of them. My dad would just like joke about it and I would be like no and I would just get super <laughs> serious about it. Um, and there's an area, so Terror Behind the Walls is, it's, oh, it's so many different things. It's, you have, like, um, several haunted houses, um, all in one, like, linear experience. You go through, like, each individual one, and then, um, at the end, we have, like, our zombie SWAT team dancers, um, and there's, like, you know, oh, there's, on. like, the zombie yeah. SWAT, okay, continue, yeah. we'll come yeah, back to that. Is, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll circle around. Um, and there's, like, one-on-one experiences where actors will pull you away and like do this whole like there's a lot of improv to it um and then yeah (laughs) and then at the end um there's there's an area that's kind of new in recent years um where they have a speakeasy um along the cell blocks where Al Capone's cell was when he was at Eastern State Penitentiary um and so because I kind of come from a jazz background, my dad's a jazz musician, um, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'd really like to sing in the speakeasy. And he kind of tricked me because he was like, oh, well, you know what? I think there's some, I think there's some spots open. Like, yeah. you know, let me check. And, you know, they might still be taking auditions. And so I showed up and I was like, all right, I'm all ready. Like, I just want to sing in the speakeasy. And they kind of didn't know what to do with me um, <laughs> because they have um, retail group interviews for anything like customer service oriented and then they have the um, acting auditions. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't, at the time, um, they, <laughs> they didn't really know where to put me because I was kind of like, I wanted to kind of do both in a sense. Right. Um, and it was later auditions, so they were looking for people who would be filling in different spots, um, which we call that position, we call them titans, which mm-hmm. is a really cool thing. That's incredibly cool. badass. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty badass. Um, but so, long story short, I ended up singing in a retail interview <laughs> in front of a bunch of people. I'm sure that wasn't awkward um, or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was terrifying. I mean, I mean, everyone was, like, really nice and excited about it. And it's so funny now because the people who are in that interview with me, um, you know, they're, they're my colleagues. And 
it's just funny because that was like three years ago. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So that's how I, I first started out as one of the Titans and have pretty much worked in almost every area of the operation for Terror Behind the Walls. Um, and so that's that's where it all began. But yeah, I was tricked. But that's okay because <laughs> that's I wouldn't okay. have been I wouldn't love it as much as I do now um, if I hadn't like you know just gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> it turned that's out awesome, all right in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with some of the best experiences you have in life is when you just kind of say fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah, I was just like, it. I'm really nervous, but there's I'm a go. this is a complete like hijacking. But uh, there's a quote that I heard in a podcast the other day from a, a lady named Mary Shinoda, and she went off and like quit her Silicon Valley job and she just founded a like a fudge company and she was like yeah I just kind of decided that like there's a lot of magic on the other side of fuck it and like that quote has <laughs> just been like I, I really obsessing like that. yeah right like I start using that blowing my mind <laughs> I really like that yeah yeah I really I really so that is quite good <laughs> <laughs> um so outside of that you uh you play piano and sing yeah. and do some other things and you I were saying that your dad is a jazz musician. Yeah, so um, my dad is a New Orleans jazz musician. Uh, he plays tuba. <laughs> and <laughs> not have many people you, can say have that. Have you ever played the tuba? I have not. Okay. Um, Wait, you've right. never... I, I probably, when I was really, really little, I probably tried. Um, like, my dad was just like, okay, this is how you do it. But, like, it's... No. <laughs> oh, that, I just assumed I that you, like... No, I played trumpet. Um, oh, okay. So, like, fourth grade... Because my dad's also, like, he was a concert band director for a number of years for, like, middle school. Mm. Um, and so, fourth grade, it was like, what instrument are you playing? And he, like, brought a bunch of them home, and I had to, like, <laughs> test them all out and, like, pick something. Um, and so, you know, me trying to, like, figure out how to work a French horn, which those are so, like, annoying to hold. That was, that was like, a no. Um, yeah, those are the curved ones, right? They have, like, these weird... Yeah, they're, like, the, yeah, and you gotta, I don't know. I mean, great. they're French. What do you want? Well, that was, that was <laughs> what... If any of you have watched How I Met Your Mother, oh, that was that was what Ted stole for Robin. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so that's really cool. So now your family plays together in a band as well, too, kind of, right? Yeah, a little bit with my cousins. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the funny things about uh, growing up in a household just so inundated with like with jazz mm. is that unlike a lot of a lot of my peers, like I didn't grow up with like classic rock hardly at all <laughs> yeah that's actually what i was about to talk about next but go right ahead um yeah well it kind of like goes into that so um my my cousin basically got a kit together he plays guitar and he, he taught his daughter to play drums and she's she's 12 years old now and she can just go and completely nail the drums for go your own way and it oh, is unbelievable fantastic. she's know, amazing NBD. um yeah and so we'll you know, for, for a couple of years now, um, I'll go over and I'll visit him and we're just, you know, you have the little basement band and like I'm playing keys and sometimes singing melodies, sometimes singing harmony. My cousin sings and plays guitar and then his daughter is on drums just like rocking out and she's amazing. Well, if you guys ever need a bass player. I we actually I do kind of need a bass player. Oh, <laughs> well, go but find another one because I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> only, only You can only play if you wear that makeup. During the, yes. the makeup would make me better because yes. then I'd be like, I have to try at least yeah. like, decently hard. I have to try. Don't <laughs> worry, Bowie did not play, <laughs> did not play bass. He played guitar. Yes, he did. But I mean, if you know oh guitar, no. you pretty much know bass. Y yeah. <laughs> 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 We're not gonna get that. Come on now. Jeez, it's um, fantastic. So yeah, you've started dabbling in cra uh, classic rock now. 
Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I just heard you discovered Def Leppard not what no more than well, this was like a few years ago. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Ago. Um, but yeah, like so so that's what we've been playing. We're just playing like you know we're playing Journey songs and like uh, Fleetwood Mac and um, I think we we just l- we just learned we built the city. <laughs> Did you? So we're doing the keys for that, and you know we we don't really we haven't really done anything with that. Um, we just we just love doing it. Yeah, and that's kind of like where where most of you know if I'm ever doing anything musical, um, like I absolutely love the performing arts, and so. Yeah, yeah, we actually went over the summer and saw you in a Rock of Ages, which was yeah. phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. I I had a lot more fun than I was you know expecting going <laughs> in it was it was a really good show it was really well done having seen the movie the play does a lot of things a lot better uh, yeah so yeah, yeah. Oh, movies movies awful we don't talk about that <laughs> i i'm yeah. so disappointed that in the movie tom cruise like takes it almost seriously yeah well that's just tom cruise, um, being tom tom cruise. cruise. and actually just on another note we won so at like uh the show was at haddonfield plays and players hmm. um in jersey and we actually we actually just had um an award ceremony for that theater oh, and really? we we walked away with nine awards wow um, wow and some of the some of the people who won like we won for costumes we won um the actor who was Stacy Jacks um mm-hmm. Vinny DiFilippo um he won and also our Lonnie yeah the guy who played lonnie was was amazing like i almost thought he was Mm -hmm. like he he reminded me of a professional actor i can't think of the dude's name well in in the movie he's uh that character is phenomenal yeah is played by i think james gandolfini uh no no no, no. it was um Who, who was it uh it was actually Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name and I can picture him. Well, um, whoever it was, I mean... The guy who dated Katy Perry. That's... Yeah, no. I couldn't tell you that. Oh, yeah. Russell yeah. Brand. Yes, it was Russell Brand. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, was, well, I yeah. was thinking of the heavier set guy. Uh, that was... Uh, oh my gosh. What's the character's name? Um, um, <laughs> I can't... Is uh, it, I thought that was Lonnie. No. Lonnie is... Um, <coughs> Are you talking about the guy that was dressed as a hippie in the show? I mean, that's kind of the shop owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis yeah. is the name of the actor. Yeah. It was yeah. played by yeah, Alec Baldwin. Um, but the right, Alec right. Baldwin played that part. Yeah. I looked it up on IMDb. I think right. James so. Gandolfini played the agent. Now that I, uh, I haven't seen yeah, the movie. Probably. At any rate, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you don't really need to mem- remember much of it anyway because the movie's terrible. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, no, but the play was. But, yeah, we saw it at the playhouse. Yeah, it was, I'm it was so. Phenomenal. You know, I, I was so happy that you guys came and like, you know, um, just to go back to like to Rico especially like he just personally like his daughter was in the middle of moving to the other side of the country oh wow and so that and he was just really you know he was beside himself with that because he loves her to bits and for him to go out there and perform as well as he did every single night and my my dad came a few times to the show and uh and said that something that he found amazing was that every time he saw him, he was slightly different, but just as good. Right. Like Rico, Rico's absolutely fantastic. You know, in, in a lot of ways, like he definitely contributed to just being part of the glue that held our cast together. Like our, our cast for that show was super, super close. And, you know, when we saw each other, we actually performed together at this award ceremony and, 
you know, it was just like it was such a high to like be around right. to like our castmates, get back in the whole dang costume and go right back up on there. And we did nothing but a good time and went into Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. yeah that was, and that we was confetti cannoned the shit out of the place. <laughs> and it was great because what? no one cleaned it up until the end. So the other people who had to go after us are just like performing their numbers with like confetti everywhere. They'll <laughs> never forget us now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of, because you were saying that the, the mm-hmm. props had won or, or the uh, set design. Did the set design win anything? No, set, set was nominated, but um, and I worked a little bit on that. Uh, uh-huh. I did a little bit of painting there. Um, and actually, that that's kind of like what got me into like more of what I'm doing now hmm. um, with escape rooms. So. Oh, yeah. So I was about to mention that as well. So you're working on escape rooms doing, uh, like I was just saying, set design to an extent, kind of. Yeah, well, um, it's more so I've been working more as like a painting assistant, kind of, because I just, I just started doing this about a month ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, so escape rooms have been a thing that has been gaining more and more popularity. Yeah, they're on the up and up. Like, people are just like, oh, Mm -hmm. let's go find an escape room. Yeah, Yeah, they're up everywhere. Actually, we're within two blocks of the I was going to say, we're not even a half a mile away from one When I got our sushi for this evening, I had to walk by the place, so. That's great. Oh, man. Um, Never been there. (laughs) 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 Right? Never been there. I'm kind of curious which one it is. Like, I'm, I'm still super new to the industry, so I don't, like, know, like, all the different all the different places in the area but a lot of you know a lot of the people do and uh yeah so i've basically started doing scenic painting um i kind of had an interest in like the theater from the theater side of it and um a friend of mine that i met through the haunt pretty much started linking me up with people who are you know people who are doing different builds and so i'm working on my first Assisting with my first build right now um, at Old City Escape Games, which is at like Second and Chestnut in Philly. Mm. Um, it's going to be super cool. They're very, very nice people. Um, and it's their first escape room. And it's kind of like a Benjamin Franklin, like printing press, secret printing press room theme. That's really cool. Thing. I, I, I'm intrigued. Um, and so, you know, we're just starting like the beta testing for that. And. You know, I'm coming in into the project like pretty low in the totem pole, but everyone's been like super awesome. And it's like really inspiring to be around like working creatives who are, you know, they're, I think, I think kind of um, where they're further along kind of where I want to be, where I'm trying to find my own creative niche. And like they've kind of, they're further along there and kind of have found more of theirs. so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, you know, the, the quote that you were saying earlier, like, <laughs> that's kind of like where I've been at because I've kind of haven't. On the other side of fuck it. Yeah, I like, you know, I never expected that I would end up doing escape room stuff, but it it's so closely aligned with with like, you know, painting sets for theater. Right. Um, and it's great experience, too, because it's it's got to be, you know, like it's people are up close to it so there has to be is there like a certain level of like detail or like what's what's kind (laughs) of unique about it so what's interesting about it is uh you know you have the whole like design of the whole concept and the whole design of the actual game which is very you know it'll be very logic based like um typically is like a very linear thing where it's like oh you have to do x thing to figure out the num the code that is needed for this other thing and you know and that kind of sequencing. Um, but one of the, I guess from, <laughs> these are all things I've learned so recently, um, but one of the interesting things about working with escape rooms is that you have to be prepared for people trying to pick up everything. Everything has to be very <laughs> durable. That's a very good point. And yeah. 
if it's going to be pick upable, basically. If not, it is nailed to a surface. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to just be prepared for like worst case scenario that someone is going to like throw something on the ground, which you know, like <laughs> you know, from from it's it's just like creates this interesting this interesting line of like okay i want to make something that's beautiful but it also has to be very very durable <laughs> survivable and also you know you're thinking about budget you're thinking about like you know all of those things so it's kind of yeah i don't know um sometimes you know it's a mixture of sourcing objects and like set pieces and props mm -hmm. um but then a lot of times it's like you're building something that is going to look like something else. Um, like uh, in December, I worked on this Mayan themed room, like a Mayan temple. And it was super fascinating, like um, how just how they made things look like stone and like relatively simple also um, just with like painting techniques. Like, you know, they find like a plastic molding that originally is white and looks like all of these stones and kind of cut it up and ad adhere it to the wall um, and then really find awesome. a way to create that texture and then just take regular like you know just take like paint and just how you apply the paints right. in layers makes it look right. like actual stone which that's is super fascinating that's, that's really, cool. really that is really awesome mm -hmm. um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you shannon for uh sharing mm -hmm. your wonderful detailed history of uh you. What you've been up to, <laughs> basically. Uh, we're going to keep you on with us, though, because we're going to... Uh, anything and everything, basically. <laughs> anything and everything. Well, it, it's cool because, we, you know, we bring people on here and, um, you know, everybody has some sort of story. And that's that's the reason I like doing these interviews is because these are just... I'm not going to say we're all every people. We're all awesome. We're all extraordinary, exactly. right? No, but yeah. it, But that's the thing. Like, we all have these really cool stories, cool backgrounds and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. like I would have never known before today that your dad was some sort of new orleans jazz musician and that you mm -hmm. guys like played i i, I had no clue honestly <laughs> um but it, it's great that we get to do things like this and again we're, we're happy you came on and we're leaving you on for this next part so we're talking about for the final part of this do, do we get to talk about it now uh well know. first off we can segue we're gonna do the ruined songs first oh oh i couple, forgot we're about gonna do a this. couple minutes on this because yes. we talked about this before we went on the air yeah um, so we started the podcast do you, do you want to lead off with yours because i know you yeah. uh so Fun fact, uh, you know, for years I listened to My Chemical Romances. Here's uh, a scene, kid. My Chemical Romances. Uh, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Black Parade in my all dark makeup and my sadness. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to like start singing. When I was, when I was so at the very beginning of the of the song, I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody who is within our age range when they're like 50 is going to hear that piano intro and start freaking the fuck out because of course, like, oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Parade. But at the beginning, when the when the piano uh, part is playing, um, you can hear the metronome in the background. Right. And for years, I thought it was just like somebody in the band was like shifting themselves around, or you know there was like a fan in the background. But the noise is consistent with a metronome. And it wasn't until recently when I found that uh, when I was listening to it, I was like, "That's a freaking metronome." Yeah. And they left it in the goddamn song. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to think. I mean, you know that. They were a professional band by that point, and like you know, they could have. It was their biggest hit. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, they could have affor afforded. Is that the right? Word? Yeah. You know, they could have gone back and done it, but you know, I guess it's just kind of the thing where it's like it sounds good and it's not that noticeable. 
Uh, I guess. I yeah. mean, one that is very noticeable that we were talking about. I, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. The Led Zeppelin song. So uh, from Led Zeppelin 3, there's the like seven-minute-long blues jam, uh, Since I've Been Loving You. And if you listen throughout the entire song, and I apologize if you don't know about this, this it's a fairly well-known thing. Oh, this will this will this yeah. will ruin it because uh, I, I I I was done. Yeah, throughout the course of the entire song, you can hear John Bonham's uh, bass pedal squeaking, and it's it's one of those things that you know. Oh it's, my gosh, can you really? Yeah, yeah. the entire uh, all seven minutes of it. It's like there was nobody in there. It's like oh, we got some WD forty. Let's just put it on there yeah. real quick. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently in England in the seventies or late sixties, they did not have WD forty. Let man, me go just get. Leave it in. Let me let me get some oil out of my jalopy outside. <laughs> go on. Uh, We've got some left over from the war. We got some left over from the war. We'll just use Ringo Starr sweat. It should be fine. Oh, uh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> too far? No, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, also, another fun fact: it's not going to ruin the song. It does it go up to eleven? It does. But does it go does up to eleven? Go up to well, you could sit here and quote Spinal Tap literally to the day <laughs> I die. I think one of the most fun. This is unrelated, but the most fun thing I think I I had read about rock and roll, and this is like one of the <laughs> most rock and roll stories oh. I think I've heard in in the past like ten years. Lenny Kravitz went to do a show yeah. <laughs> somewhere. I forget where he was. Uh, and he was walking backstage. And, you know, when you're work going from venue to venue, you don't know the venues that well when you're walking around. Right. Somehow he managed to get himself to where the crowd was <laughs> looking for the backstage area. So he's walking around just asking people, do you know how to get backstage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Freaking Lenny Kravitz is supposed to be performing in like a half hour yeah. or whatever. It's just did it. It's like, that's amazing incredible and i and like if i was at that concert and i saw him i would just assume like man that guy's really into lenny kravitz like, or he's really high oh, one of yeah. the two <laughs> he's like completely baked he is just baked which i mean it's a lenny kravitz show so you know he's high right yeah exactly uh it's gonna lead me on to our next thing so we're gonna wrap it up here um so a big event coming up yeah ben and yeah. i will be doing the commentary for the indianapolis sports bowl 350 uh, date to be announced. Yeah, of yeah. course that'll be a live special. Yeah, uh, they, they're still determining uh, actually if the grass next to the lake has grown in fully enough for the the frog people to hide in it. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. And right. also they have to make sure that the track is just wet enough but not quite dry enough. Right. It's got to be like this weird mixture in the middle. Because if it's too dry, then the mud will crack, and then you know you won't be able to to burrow under the sand. Quite yeah, as you can't burrow under it too. Right. And then the team can't physically you know run and rush up onto the car right if exactly if it's, yeah it's, and it's just this a, is a car race right the uh, conditions have to well be i just mean it's perfect shenanan shenanan okay. all right shenanan that works we're going there <laughs> uh it, it actually is it's it's the indianapolis sportball 350 I'm, I'm shocked you haven't actually yeah it's heard 150 of it. years I, of greatness I've, I've kind of heard of it yeah yeah well and actually uh, i don't know if you saw on the news the other day but the captain of the australian cricket team has uh, finally announced uh, the roster that they're going to be bringing to the event. So, are uh, seriously? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I didn't you, look this up yet. Yeah, I'll you should to, check that up on a, on Dingbat Sports. That's a yeah, good old good old Dingbat Sports. <laughs> um, I know that the captain of the team is uh, Michael Dumbledinger. I think yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael Dumbledinger. Michael Dumbledinger. Yeah. Uh, dum ding, uh, I believe, Dumbledore. I, I believe Dumble. there's an umlaut, so it's it's, it's Dumbledinger. Dumbledinger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to we'll verify have to with our that. sources, um, what that is. Uh, but also, you're you're uh, moving on. You're, 
you're doing some cool things this weekend as far as wrestling. Oh yeah, so well, it's actually next weekend. Or, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm potentially going to three wrestling shows in three days, possibly oh, four yeah. in five days, because uh, next weekend you have. NXT and Tom's River, which is a live show, and then NXT Takeover, which is a pay per view. Uh, there's a Combat Zone wrestling show before the Royal Rumble on Sunday, and then Monday and Tuesday, uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live are going to be in Philadelphia. So, are you going to those? Uh, the Rumble's three, almost 300 in- Arena. Uh, the Combat Zone wrestling is at 300 or 3200 Arena, yeah. 2300 okay. Arena. Um, whatever number it is yeah and then yeah. smackdown and raw are at the wells, wells fargo, fargo center, center. <laughs> yeah cool. as yeah. well as the rumble is there too yes I yeah went, which I is went like to some muay thai matches at it's a cool place yeah we went to a ring of honor taping there and like, it yeah was ben's like yeah we'll be up in the balcony we walked in i was like ben there's no balcony, <laughs> there's no balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, i think next week we're gonna kind of do like a before and after of like i don't know just like what I think about wrestling before and what after after I've had it yeah, so maybe you'll inundated just, in my brain. <laughs> maybe you'll just uh, you'll just be wrestled out and just be yeah. like, you know what? I've fuck I'm, it. I'm I done. hate it. I hate this I, now. I feel like now that I've seen Glow, it's just like every time like anyone mentions wrestling to me, all I think of is Glow, and that is just that is just what wrestling is to me. So we're not going to go v- into what Glow <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. You can watch the go documentary watch really about good. it. Um, we're not going to go into that because we're running out of time. But go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. No. Uh, no. Yeah, Shannon. Just thanks so much for doing this in this totally random, like, <laughs> totally random thing of just painting someone's face like David Bowie. Yeah. So oh, quickly, yeah. the story of why Shannon's actually here is Ben just randomly went on his Facebook page. He's like, hey, I'm looking for somebody who could put David Bowie face paint like Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> and he got like, like okay. how many responses did you get? Like five or six? Uh, I, three or four. Uh, yeah. And we're actually, I'm still Tied trying to schedule numbers. with one of them. So. So we, we might not yeah. be done yet. I yeah. th- I'm next. Whoever's yeah. So oh, it'll be great. We're going to paint your face like Kiss? Gene Simmons? <laughs> no, we're, hold we're on a hot second. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Shannon, of course, for being here with us. Yeah. Uh, Glad to be here. Try to have a good week, everybody. Don't do anything too stupid. Or do it. You know. Live a little. Yeah. Break out of that mold.